Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Winning and JT did a stellar job in the first edition uh, and this week we're lucky enough to have Daniel aka Semi our captain's rider joining myself Nick on the line mate welcome back for another year how are you oh mate I am pumped and so we are only three weeks away today from the first TLT of the year and uh, it feels like it can't come soon enough that's exactly right, mate. What do you think your chances are this year? Is it Are you 90% likely to win or 100%? Well, so we've all got the big guns like Catfish and Banyo. They've already taken it out, so I think I'm pretty much up there this year, yeah. Yeah, I reckon we've, we've got a pretty good chance. I think we're pretty much guaranteed. Top 10 finish, I'd say. Oh, easy done, easy done. Somewhere <laughs> in the money and that'll be a happy days. Yeah, exactly. And uh, no, it's, it's uh, shaping up to be another good year. This year, a few cheapies out there, a few mid-prices that could come on. Um, so what we're going well, to do... T- Sorry, one mate. less cheapie as of today. I know, I know. We'll get to him in a second. Um, what we're going to do is quick recap of World Club Challenge and trial teams for this week uh, and, and news, obviously, like you just alluded to. Uh, and then we're going to do the Knights, the Warriors and the Titans season previews. So... Ten minutes on each, plus uh, plus probably five or ten minutes up front here. We'll make it a 40-minute podcast or so. Um, mate, obviously you were involved with the uh, the Mega Guide for the first time this year. Did you did you enjoy, you know, putting a bit of time aside to do that over the summer? Mate, it was great. It, it gave me a chance to really look out at uh, some different options that I hadn't considered previously. Um, obviously, having to go through uh, the teams and look at every single person really opens your eyes to some people that you hadn't considered. Um, so it was a good exercise for me. Um, and, I, you know, I love writing about this stuff and I love sharing my thoughts with the community uh, the SC Talk community. So it's fun to get it out there. And it's a great cause that it, um, Horrible for the people up in Townsville at the moment, but I'm um, happy that we can do something to, to help them out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good product this year. So you can find all the information on the website. Uh, you won't miss it. There's a big image there. It's twelve ninety five a copy, and like you said, 10% of, the, of all proceeds are going to the Townsville floods. So we've sold quite a few already, but we'd be keen, um, as always, to sell a few more. It covers every single player listed in Supercoach this year. Uh, as well as the usual uh, gains and losses, cash cows, uh, guns, sleepers, busts, preview for each team, uh, as well as injury list. Yeah, and it goes into 17. so much depth on each team. So it was it was huge to um, dig into and do the research and write about. So it would be awesome for all those reading about it. So you know, I can't recommend it enough. Agreed. Agreed. 
All right, mate, let's get going on some NRL news and let's do World Club Challenge first. You've probably seen a little bit more of it than I have, apart from yeah. Brett Morris, who should be first picked in everyone's team. What else happened? <laughs> You're still pumping that player of interest. <laughs> going to go down swinging it, and I can respect that. <laughs> um, listen, Keary was good, Luke Keary. Um, it was obviously his first hit out after his surgery or... Um, his ankle, um, but he looked okay. Um, Robinson in the post-game interview said that um, he was happy with Luke Keary's um, effort um, and busyness, I think he put it, but um, you could just tell that his um, touch wasn't there, which will come with a few preseason games. So he's one that um, – he'd be a huge pod, but um, he's one that impressed in that game. Yeah, Kerry's interesting, isn't he? I find that he always starts off well, then he dips, and then he'll bounce back, and then he'll dip, and then he might finish the year well. He's he's pretty up and down, you know, so you sort of have to find that right, that sweet spot during the year to jump on. Yeah, exactly right. And so it, I don't know if it'll come from round one this year, being that he's coming back from injury. It might take a little bit of time to warm up to it. But when he can go, he can go. Um, I think he put on a couple of hundred games against the Knights last year. Um, which, you know, killed me. But, um, you know, he's a good footballer. He just needs some more consistency. Yeah, yep, agreed. Um, and much else stand out apart from those two? Um, I, I had to have a look at the highlights pretty closely. Um, and then I was reading through Twitter and a good mate of uh, the website, Anton Posa, um, I think I'm saying that right. Um, at shout Ant- out, first shout yeah. out of the year. At Anton Poster on Twitter, follow him. He's he gets some good stuff. But um, Warriors fan too. Yep, and um, but he said it great. He he said, um, and I quote this: Joseph Manu was virtually invisible in the World Club Challenge game. Had to check the team list to see if he was actually playing. Mm. Huge, I say, because he's getting so much hype leading into the start, based off his. Um, it was a World Cup that they he he had the huge or against England where he. No, it was against us, wasn't it? It was against us. He towed us up. But, um, so he's getting some huge hype off that, and um, he just wasn't there, apparently. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Manu fan, to be honest. Um, but let's, let's see what happens through the trials for the next few weeks. But it's definitely interesting. Um, biggest piece of news to come out of today, you sort of alluded to earlier, is, is Payne Haas out for the first couple of weeks, it looks like. Yeah, something about not... Um, complying with the Antel Integrity uh, investigation. Uh, Broncos have hit him with a big fine and I think a two-game suspension. Yep, yep. So he could be a round four downgrade option, potentially. Yeah, well, I had a bit of a a quick think. Um, If there's a couple of, you know, 200, 250K guys that are getting a run, you can maybe throw a couple of those guys in and downgrade to him when one of them doesn't fire. Mm. It's a big risk, um, but... In the front row, we just we don't have any cheapies at the moment. Um, Haas was a lock in everybody's team, I think. Yeah, and it, it might even be worthwhile just keeping him in your side. Like you say, if no one comes out in round one teams, it might be worth just sitting him there because you know that he's a good, he's a very very good chance to be there round three. Oh, you'd say it'd have to be, um, and then he saves you a trade, so it might be the way to go. Yeah, plenty to do it in the centre wing every year, so why not with us? Yeah, exactly. 
All right, I'm going to go through some of the trial teams for this week just very, very quickly. But Okay, so for the Storm, we've got Drinkwater at fullback. Stimson's in the back row. Um, nothing much else doing there. And they're actually playing the Warriors, who have just named a squad, so that's a bit hard to assess. But Drinkwater's an interesting one. Um, what interests me about that is Drinkwater's in the number one and Jerome Hughes is in the 14 on the bench. Um don't know whether that's because he played in the All-Stars game last week and they're going to give him the first stint off. But, um, you know, if that's the way it lines up, Drinkwater's going to be a close lock at the start. Mm, definitely. Uh, Titans-Cowboys, no teams as yet. Rabbitohs-Panthers, Alex Johnson's at fullback. Corey Allen on the wing, good news there. Uh, this is a John Sutton testimonial, so a few of the big guns like Cook and Burgess and Co. have all asked to play. Cameron Murray's at lock. For the Panthers, Dylan Edwards is at fullback. Uh, Kickout's playing. Katoa's in the number nine. Um, no sign of Cleary, who's uh, not not participating in this one, but Corey Allen there on the wing, interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> Allen, uh, sounding like Inglis might get up for round one, which I think would push Johnson back onto that wing. Uh, Gagan on the other side, so I think he would be the one to drop off there, but... It looks good for Corey Allen. Um, Rob Jennings just got the go-ahead to go to Wests today. Mm. Um, so he's not going to be a factor on that in that wing. So that, I mean that bodes well for Allen. Um, the other interesting one for me is Tyrell Fuimoano on uh, the Panthers in the number four. That's far a spot, but at least it shows you that um, Fui is in the thinking yeah, of the he, coaching staff. He's another. He was at the uh, Rabbits last K. year. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I had him during the buys. I think he was okay, wasn't he? Uh, he he didn't do anything outstanding. Um, but you know he done enough. He done enough to pump his price up a little bit, which hurts us. Yeah. Um, he's looking for a better opportunity, and he's come across, and maybe he's going to get it. No. Yep. One to keep an eye on. Yep. Uh, Raiders and Bulldogs have both just named squads. Uh, Nickel Clockstad is there after jumping over. From the Warriors, Tony Satini for the Raiders. Mate, I had him in my team about five years ago, I reckon, when he played oh, one wow. game for Manly. Is that the you same jumped bloke? Early. Oh, I couldn't even tell you. I don't even remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I haven't seen that name in years. Uh, and then the Bulldogs, yeah, just a squad, so it's hard to tell. Dragons and Knights have both named squads also. No, no team lists for the Sea Eagles and Sharks as yet. And then the Broncos have named a team of young guns except for probably Alex Glenn and Fafida in the forwards as well as Fensum starting at prop. And Jack Bird in the centres. Any interest in Bird for you this year? No. I, I want to say yes because he's cheap and he can be good, but no, not really. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to go with those those proven centre or the, uh, the cheapies. Um, no room in the centre wing for those mid-range guys, I don't think. Okay, I think I've got Bird in my side at the moment, so I'll be keen to see how he goes over the next two or three weeks. You never yeah, know. listen, if you he starts know. killing trials, he'll give you a second thought, but yeah. yeah. He's got the runs on the board, I suppose. Yeah. All right, so good to see footy back. Like we said, there's probably five or six trials this week, uh, so uh, Winning and JT are going to do another couple of pods in the next seven days, so they'll have a bit of a wrap-up of those trials going forward. Awesome. All right, right, mate. Let's jump into the Knights. And given this is your team, uh, you're going to lead the discussion. So we're going to do preview, ins and outs, cash cows, guns, sleepers, busts. So I'll hand over to you and um, throw to me whenever you need. 
Yeah, mate. I say we'll get stuck into it. I think I said in my um, my club preview last year that I was finally excited to to the NRL season to start again um, after three straight wooden spoons, and you know, and um, they did well last year. The big one is they didn't win the wooden spoon again. Um, improved a little bit, but you know, still missed out on finals. But a um, couple of big name ins for us this year in Clemmer, Glasby and Jesse Ramian, they're going to be straight into the starting lineup. Um, Clemmer and Glasby are huge because we have no engine room, no um, front rowers, really. So they're going to be massive for us this year. Um, the outs are nothing to really worry about. You know, Hyington, Jacob Lilliman were our front rowers, essentially, but either on the bench or limited. Um, the biggest super coach relevant person that has left the club would be Nick Meaney, and that's only because he's gone to the Bulldogs, who practically have no one in the back line, so he might get a run. Yeah, not not too much doing from the outs, is there? I think, like you said, Clemmer, Gal- Clemmer Glasby, and Ramian, solid ins. Uh, Kurt Mann there to provide some depth at hooker as well. Um, yeah, Knights looking good this year. I think I reckon they might be able to sneak into the eight. Oh, mate, I'd hope so. It'd be good to see him playing finals footy again, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah. What about... Too many, too many years of heartbreak. <laughs> um, on the injury front, Amoga's coming back from the ACL. Anyone yeah, else? he'll miss the first couple. Um, there's a few that have had the, you know, the off-season surgeries, so you know, Ponga, Watson, uh, Heimel Hunt. They should be all good to go for round one. Um, Jacob Safidi got into that uh, altercation with Boyd Cordner's brother in a, outside of a pub, broke his leg. He'll be out for a while. Uh, Slade Griffin still recovering from an ACL. Don't know when he'll be back, but uh, he's on the comeback trail, I believe, thanks to NRL Physio. Another shout-out. Um, Another one but, of our riders who got stolen by the Daily Tally. I wasn't going to say it. I'll leave that to, for you guys to <laughs> spit your grits. But, yes, yeah, say all of, all of our... Uh, we're like the feeder club. Yeah, exactly. Keep developing them, and they go on to the big leagues. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um, cash cows, Kurt Mann, is he going to start? Is he going to get minutes? What's the latest? It, he's not going to start. He is going to get minutes. Um, I think he's going to be in the number 14. Danny Levi is going to be that starting hooker um, in the early rounds. But um, Brownie loves to play the dual hooker um, off the bench, and he plays him decent minutes. He played Levi around 47, 50 minutes per game uh, from rounds 1 through 16 last year. So uh, if Mann can get that, I mean, I think he only had something like 25 minutes a game last year. If he can add another 20 to his, uh, you know, minutes per game, he's going to obviously score more and he's going to pump up his price. Is then, he in your you know, team at the moment? Start, I'm sort of toying with between him and Wade Egan. Um, if Egan can get the start at the Panthers, he'll be in. Okay. But if he doesn't, I'm going to go with Kurt Mann. Okay. Okay. I think Mann's in my side at the moment. Um, but that was sort of on the premise, you know, two or three weeks ago that it looked like he was going to be starting. Uh, coming off the bench, I might look for another option. Uh, Reed Marnie. Is, is firming for the Eels, which is an interesting one, potentially to sit alongside Cook or Smith or someone. Yeah, say so it could be that um, that rookie-priced hooker we're looking for, or best case. Uh, there's not too many 
uh, flat rookies in the hooker position that we can run from round one this year. Yeah. Um, the rest of the team looks pretty settled, doesn't it? Not many rookies, not many other rookies or cheapies coming out round one. No, I mean, Zach Wolford is going to be a star in this game one day, Simon Wolford's kid, um, but he's got a few in front of him at this stage, so he'd be lucky to get a game. One I will uh, throw up, another name, is uh, Tim Glasby. Um, never been a huge scorer, never been a huge uh, minute getter at the Storm, but um, Newcastle Herald writer Barry Tui believes that Glasby's going to be running at lock. Um, if he's playing with a 13 on his back, he will be up from his, and um, bear with me. 42 minutes last year. Uh, 42 minutes per game at uh, 0.93 point per minute. So if he can increase that at the lock position to a, say, like 55, 60, he could get you some decent points. He could get you into that 50, 55 range. That's very interesting. So what, he'll push back to lock, and what's get, what would happen to Guerra then? Well, they're saying um, they, Barry Tui, he's saying that Guerra would be coming off the bench. And so he was a sleeper in uh, my star in the guide. I had him as a sleeper for Guerra, but if he's off the bench, that really puts a, mm. a doubt to that. Um, and then uh, James Garve will be starting at the other prop at, um, opposite Glamour. Okay. Apparently. So it, it'll be interesting to see how close he is. Um, he's usually got his finger on so if that's the case, I'll be taking a very hard look at Tim Glasby. Yeah, all right, one to watch. Um, Guns, Ponga, has the um, indifferent All-Stars performance uh, swayed you either way? Uh, yes and no. I, I want to believe in the kid. I think he's going to be a superstar um, once it clicks, but it might take a little while. So I'm, he's still in my team. I haven't moved him, but um, I think I could be persuaded if the trials, um, things keep going the same way. Yeah, he's in, my, he's in my team and I'll be keeping him in there. I yeah. mean, he's, it's just good to watch. It's good to have him in your team. You know, I, I don't mind watching the Knights and I like watching them because Pong is playing and I like having him in my team. So he's going to stay in my team no matter what. There you go. I'll, I'll back you too. Yeah. Let's say that he, he should get the kicking back this year, which I think will help mm. up for the um, any drop he has in his average otherwise um, until it starts clicking. And he might have a few down games, but it's Kalen Ponga. He'll have a couple hundreds along the way as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, you had Fitzgibbon listed as a gun. Are you sure about that? Well, yes. As far as the Knights goes, Lockie Fitzgibbon is a gun. He was playing outside Ponga last year. Ponga was playing that floating 5'8", fullback role last year anyway, so it gives me some confidence in him. But he just kept laying it on for Fitzy. Fitzy had nine tries last year. I think he was uh, second and th- or third in the stat as far as second rowers go for the whole season. Um, along with those tries come line breaks, obviously, and and so he's got another year in the system. He'll have another year with the combinations. And uh, I think he's going to, you know, he, he averaged 62 last year. I think he'll probably improve on that again. Okay. Uh, sleepers, we've sort of covered Guerra. Uh, you've also got Ramian and Watson. Yeah, Ramian is going to be a stud, mate. I don't. Did you watch the All-Star game at all? No, I only saw a very a little bit of it, but I did enjoy watching Ramian at the Knights last year. 
Yeah, well, good, he was at the Sharks player. last year. No, Sharks. Sorry, mate. That's what I meant, Sharks. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, so yes. at the Sharks. And as I say, I picked him up over the origin period last year, and he absolutely tore it up for me last year. So I got a soft spot for him anyway. Um, he put a huge run on in the All-Star game um, and then kicked ahead for French to burn past everybody to score. It was really impressive, and I hope he can bring more of that this year. Um, again, he, he was playing outside of like Moylan and Chad Townsend last year. Um, and playing quite well. Uh, this year he's going to be with Mitch Pearce and Caelan Ponga. Uh, you know, I think he's another one. It, it, natural progression because he's a young guy, but he's got better halves with him. Um, Watson, Watson's going back to fullback to cover Ponga, and you know he's a dangerous runner. So there's improvement on his 57 point average. I wrote. In the Knights Club preview, which will be out next week, I believe, that um, once he returned from his injury in round eight, he's averaged 66.1 in uh, 11 straight games. So over 11 games, he averaged 66, um, and that was from 5'8". So going back to fullback, he'll get a few more of those return runs. He'll be floating around looking for the offloads. Um, Yeah, there's improvement there as well. Yeah, I like both those picks. Rami and only, you know, coming off a 53 average last year, he should be able to average at least that much, if not push up towards 60. Um, yeah, good player, like you said here, third year, looking for a bit of a breakout season. So I like the Rami and pick. Um, yeah, and Watson's very solid also. Um, we've just hit the 10-minute mark, so let's cover up on some of the busts. Who do you not like this year? Don't like Mitch Barnett. Don't like Danny Levi. Levi's going to be starting, but... Brownie doesn't seem to be a fan. Um, you know, he was a former Kiwi international, but he kind of just has fallen away. So he's still going to get his 50, 55 minutes, but he's got a 0.7 PPM. So better options there at 360K. Um, and Barnett, I mean, if the lineup is as Barry Tui says, um, Barnett's not even going to be playing. He'll be back in the reggies. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. That's a, that's a fall from grace from, you know, 20, 2017 when he was just busting things out. Yeah, huge. So he came in that mid-season transfer in 2016 and scored something like, you know, 70-plus points per game at the back end of that season, and he was the next big thing. And since then, he's just dropped dramatically. Mm-hmm. And now, as I said, he will either be bench or not even playing this year. Don't okay. like it. 
Okay, so come come round one, which knights do you think will be in your team? Um, as I said, depends on what happens with Wade Egan. Um, otherwise, I'll have Kurt Mann. More th- better than likely chance I have Kalen Ponger, um, and I'm I'm still toying up whether to start with Ramian or not. I think I'll go that um, take the risk. Yeah, I think I'll be pretty similar. I'll definitely have Ponga. I have Man at the moment, but he might fall away. Then I'm interested in Rami, and I'll be keeping an eye on him over the next few weeks. Uh, I don't have much money to spend in my center wings because I spent it everywhere else. But well, I that's might, the way might that we... be able to fit him in. Yeah, and so as I said before, Glasby. Glasby is another I'm going to keep an eye on. But I mean, I don't want to start with too many knights because yeah. there's still a, still a lot for him to get right across the yeah. whole thing. Um, at least it's looking up, you know. The, at least it's looking positive. It can only go up three straight wooden spoons. You can't go much backwards than that. No. Um, that's probably a good segue over to the Warriors because whilst the Knights are looking <laughs> up, the Warriors are looking down, unfortunately. Yeah. Fini- actually finished in the top eight last year, which I obviously f- forgot, but the top eight was very tight last year and only one game separated all eight teams. So yeah. they, they had a pretty good year last year. They sort of won 14 or 15 games, I think it was, but... Obviously, the loss of Johnson is a huge loss, um, especially since Mason Leno has also left the club. So we're yeah. going to have a rookie number seven um, leading us round this year. Uh, Mannering has retired. Uh, Leeson Armow is on the scene. So the rest of the team is pretty settled. It's just that loss of SJ that you'd have to think is going to have a pretty detrimental impact to the Warriors uh, and actually has a, a quite a few pundits dipping them for the spoon, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a few of those coming out there. But the thing about the Warriors is they're, they're one of those exciting teams. They'll beat some teams they're not supposed to and they'll lose to the teams they're not supposed to as well. So yep. um, I, th- I can't see them getting the spoon. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, they're going to be down the bottom end. Yeah, yep. I think so. I think I don't think they'll make finals this year, but see what happens. Uh, yeah, from... and, and say the loss of Simon Mannering is huge for him. Mm. He, he was that leader in the pack, so yeah, it, exactly. um, yeah, it's going to be tough for the boys. Yes, but let's hope there's some super coach gold there. So, and from a cash cow perspective, obviously that number seven, uh, that's going to be the one. You have got Adam Kiergren. I think I've pronounced that correctly. Hayes Perham, uh, who some inside sources in New Zealand actually tell me is potentially the front runner for the position at the moment. Uh, and, then, and then you've got Chanel Harris Tavita, who pundits were uh, potentially thinking was the front runner, but I think he's probably third in the pecking order now, to be honest. Um, yeah, well, when the. Sorry, mate. When the SJ news dropped, it was all CHT. He was going to be the runner, wasn't he? Uh, that's all we heard about. And then the other names came to the fore. Yeah, exactly. And Kiergren's got the uh, added bonus of the goal kicking as well, which I think has is the reason why he's right up there. And Perham uh, has been has been apparently training really well in preseason and could get first crack at least in the trials to see how he goes. But it's it's really just watch and see for the next three or four weeks, and then whoever's named in round one, jump on, basically. Yeah, I, I exactly right. Whoever's named in round one is going to be on everybody's team. You just hope they don't do a rotation policy over the first couple of weeks. But, yeah. but you can't you can't do that. You've got to develop some combinations. So you hope whoever's earned it by round one is, is the go-to. Listen, if it's not Keegren, I'm going to go with your pronunciation, um, and he's not the goal kicker, who's kicking for the Warriors? 
Well, yeah, I don't know. It's it probably he. I think Perham's an all right goal kicker as well, but Isaac Luke potentially, and I I labelled him a bust because I think his minutes are going to fall even further this year. Um, you got Tavaga there, who obviously rotates through the back row a little bit, um, but. Yeah, I mean, Isaac Luke could kick goals, which could see him actually bump up by sort of six to eight points per game. Yeah, well, that's if they can score. they got to get in a position for him to put him over. Yeah, if he can kick straight, he's not the best kicker either. No, that's right. So it's going to be an interesting storyline. Yeah. A couple of other cash cows, maybe not for round one, but later on. Tane Milne in the centres. I think we all know his story. You know how he's been down in his luck last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, he's been pretty much um, really doing it tough. <laughs> and he, but Hiku, Beal, and Carter are all ahead of him. But you know, maybe later in the in the year, uh, Lachlan Burr, I think, is the more likely one to potentially jag a bench spot come round yep. one. Um, been training really well, apparently, all preseason. Uh, can play through the front row as well, which definitely helps because you've got Papa Lee, Harris and Blair, you know, all commanding big minutes in the back row. So Burr's ability to play through the front row, uh, I think, could see him in that number 17 jersey come round one. Would be a good result for our cheapies, but he's only available in the second row. Um, is he going to be able to fit into your supercoach team in the second row? Mm, yeah, not ideal, but... I think that, yeah, I think if he's named, I'll probably have him in my side, I'd say. Fair enough. It's um, going to be hard to leave out those cheapies that are named. We do it every year. We, we, you know, yeah. Everybody exactly. who's named, we just throw them straight in. So, yeah, it would be, it'd be tough to leave him out if he is named. Exactly. Um, from a gun perspective for the Warriors, I actually couldn't find one gun, say, to be honest. Absolute crickets. Yeah, I mean, you got the reigning Daly M medal winner, Um Coming back off injury, though, in RTS, after that, I mean, and he's only borderline, too, when it comes to Supercoach. Gun NRL player, but not for Supercoach. He's got plenty ahead of him. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, you, I don't know why you'd choose RTS with Tedesco, Trevojevic, uh, Nick Meany, and, and others available in the fullback position. So, he would be not on my list uh, as a gun, and there's, there's not much else there from a gun perspective. Um, uh, you're right. Um, Tohu Harris, borderline, but again, not a gun. Better option. I'm just agreed. looking through the list. Yeah. There's not All much those, there. Uh, uh, you're right. From a sleeper perspective, though, I do like Papa Lee in the back row. Uh, only priced at a 49 average coming off 66 minutes per game last year. I think potentially the minutes may increase slightly. Um not sure if that will be the case. When he did play the full 80 last year, he averaged 63 points per game in 10 outings. So if he can increase minutes, then there is the chance there of some upside. Uh, problem is you've got Harris and Blair in the back row also who are going to be demanding minutes. But yeah. I think Papa Lee's one to watch. I mean, th- there's minutes to go around. They lost... Mannering, so there's close to 80. Um, they've lost Garve, um, who, so someone else is going to have to fill in those prop minutes. So there's going to be minutes there for him. He's just got to capitalise. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan. He's yeah. one I'm keeping a close eye on. Yeah, he's right around that same range as, you know, your Matt Gillettes, your Cam Murrays, Elliot Whiteheads, Dale Finucans, or Catfish. Um, yeah. 
he could be one that stands out from that group. Yeah, I think he's worth a watch. From the on the bust side of things, I think if Isaac Luke is not kicking goals, he's a bust in my opinion. And then the other busts, I've just got I've just put a blanket over the outside backs. Really, um, Fusatua That's in, fair in call. particular very reliant on SJ. Uh, Hiku, Hiku to a lesser extent, and then on the other side, Carter and Marmalo. I just can't see how a rookie half alongside Blake Green is going to ignite a back line. No, that's right. And say Fusatua went on some crazy runs last year, and he was the NRL leading scorer, I think, try scorer. But, I mean, he still only averaged 47, 48 for the whole season. So, yeah, I think they're all going to drop away. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, we, we should have a cash cow at the halfback position, uh, and Papa Lee is one to watch. Aside from that, though, I'm, I won't be having any other worries anywhere near my team, I don't think. No, that's right. Absolutely nailing in that um, cheapy halfback, but I'll steer clear, I think, of everybody else. Agreed. All right, on to our last team for the evening, and it's the mighty Gold Coast Titans. My Now my local team, having moved from Brisbane to the Gold Coast in the off-season, uh, we've got them in the guide predicted finished 12th. So it's it's looking like a, probably another missed finals series for the Titans this year. They've lost Algie to Manly, and Hurrell's gone over to the UK. They have gained Shannon Boyd, who's a decent player, uh, as well as Peachy, but... It's um it's looking like much of the same for the Titans again this year. Yeah, you're right. As I said, but they're as you said, Boyd, Peachy, um, their ins are better than their outs, so I can see a bit of improvement there. Um, they're a young team. There should be some natural improvement with AJ Brimson and Ash Taylor still um, developing to an extent. So, but yeah, it's hard to see them making giving giving the finals a real run. Yeah, I look. I sort of yeah. I agree. I think Ryan James, he'll push into the back row now with the arrival of Boyd, which could help. Jai Arrow, he'll continue to come on. And like you said, the halves in Brimson and, and Taylor, they'll only improve. So, look, would I be shocked if they snuck into eighth? No, but I'm expecting somewhere around 11th or 12th. Yeah, I think so I think I would be shocked to see them make the finals, but um, I, I still think they're going to do better than they did last year. Yep. Hey, they've also signed Tyrone Roberts. I back. saw that. Mate, All-Stars MVP. <laughs> Put him in the top four. Just pencil yeah, that's him in. It. Just run it straight down Robert's throat every time and he'll take you all the way. <laughs> Cash cows. Uh, I can't see too many in the round one team. Jai Whitbread potentially uh, towards the end of the year coming in the front row. Um, played one game last year, scored 15 points in 17 minutes. Uh, maybe at some stage, but... Aside from that, I mean, is is Bryce Cartwright, is he worth talking about as a cash cow? Mate, everybody's talking about Bryce Cartwright at the moment, but um, not as a cash cow. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can go there again. Yeah, I don't know either. It's, it's a risky pick. Um, the news, though, from Garth Brennan is that Ryan James is in no doubt for round one and will start on the edge. So Cardi's best chance of playing first grade looks like it's coming off the bench. Um, we've got him outside of our best 17, though. Yeah. Um, who does he replace if he comes on? I mean, it could be anyone, I guess. Depends what Brennan wants to do. But 
he just he doesn't really have that forward game. He doesn't tackle. It's not that he can't tackle. He just doesn't tackle. Um, and they've got better ball players around him. So I, I just don't know where he fits. He was he was embarrassed by his performances last year, though he did say, and he, he's been training the house down. So, how many times have you said that tonight? <laughs> Isn't that what everyone's doing around this? Yeah, time everyone's here? training the house down. I've had a cracking summer. <laughs> I've put on a few kilos, not where I wanted to, but I'm training the house down. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I've, I've had too many rums. I'm not training the house down at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, not not too many cash cows there unless Cardi can I don't know pull off a miracle. I don't know. You listen to one of the Daily Telegraph writers, and I'm not going to say who. Um, not a bit. Oh, sorry, a super coach player. He's not a Telegraph writer. I apologise, but he's listing Alexander Brimson as one of his cash cows of the year. Mister Gordon Tallis. Yeah, priced at a fifty average to start. Yep, four hundred and sixty k. Yeah. Look, I, he might have an okay year, but he's definitely not a cash cow, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. I just had to bring it up. It made me laugh. <laughs> he, he is in our sleeper category, though. Um, let's cover off the guns first. So we've got Jai Arrow, basically the, the lone gun at 600K, coming off a 64 average in only 55 minutes. So PPM of 1.16. Can he, can he do that again, or can he get some more minutes? Uh, I think he plays more minutes. How many times did we see him get hurt and had to run off last year? Um, and even once as my captain when he knocked up a 17. Thank you, Jai. Oh. <laughs> I copped it last year with my captain's main. I took Ponga's five-point game as well. Anyway, we move on. But, yeah, uh, I think I got that one too. So as you said, he averaged 55. In the games, he played over 55 minutes, 55 or more. He averaged 84.6 points. Mm, beast. Yeah, absolutely. But as I say, there were a lot of games where he played under um, 55, 50 minutes sort of thing, and, and he just didn't produce in those limited times. So let's let's have a little look at the bench while we're talking about him. It, so our our seventeen, we've got Mitch Rain, so we can wipe him off. Yeah, then not. we've got Fotuaker, Max King, and Hipgrave. So if you've got Wallace, Boyd, Proctor, James, and Arrow, one, two, three, four, five. So you've got four hundred minutes to go around, basically between eight players. Shannon Boyd, he's not a big minute player. He's probably what forty minutes. Yeah, at most, I'd say. I don't know if he's got the biggest tank. He averaged 35 minutes a game last year, um, 40 minutes a game in 2017. So he'll be around that range again. True. And Fochuake is probably sort of 30 to 35 minutes as well. Uh, Max King, I think he can go okay. Yeah, he averaged 38 last year and 45 the year before. But I think Wallace is probably the one. Wallace can play big minutes. He can play 60-odd. Um, which is good, which is, you know, big minutes for a front rower. Proctor and James, they can play pretty decent minutes. But I think that there's still probably 60 to 65 there for Arrow in the lock position. Yeah, yeah. and even if he can get to only 55, 60, um, he's proven that at those minutes he can absolutely put up a monster score. So, um, I mean, when the big boys, the Boyds and Wallaces go off, um, you'd probably maybe see Ryan James shift into the middle a little bit and someone cover him out in the wing, um, hip grave there. So, I mean, they've got options. They've got some versatility. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if I see him playing 80 minutes, but um, 
he should increase. Yeah, yep, I think so. I think around 60. So, yeah, definitely one to look at. Um, no issue if anyone wants to pick him in their side. Uh, in the sleepers, we've got Peachy, we've got and we've got both the halves, Taylor and Brimson. So we've covered Brimson uh, briefly. I think he's definitely a, a bit of uptick there, coming off 49 average, uh, settling in. You know, this being his second year, there could be something there. And then Taylor and Peachy. Uh, what did Peach average last year? Peachy averaged 48. If he's going to be sort of consistently in the centres should be able to to score more than that maybe but i wouldn't expect more than mid 50s no no he's his biggest strength is his biggest super coach weakness it's his versatility they just pop him around the field wherever an injury might fall and say it affects his um scores unfortunately but um great nrl player and he can turn it on into super coach but it it just depends on where he sits yeah, agreed. And then Ash Taylor averaged 44 last year. Um, I don't particularly see him having a huge year and being particularly relevant this year. What do you think? No, but I think there is some improvement in him. Uh, he's said to have dropped something like seven kilos this offseason as he looks to get more um, um, back to his rookie of the year type performances. He averaged 53 in 2017, so... He had a down year last year, and I think he's looking for a bounce back. So there's probably a, a little bit there, but not enough for warrant selection. Yeah, probably not in the halves either, is he? What he's available at half back. I think most people I've seen will be going with Cleary and the Warriors rookie, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either the Warriors rookie or Dylan Brown, who's you know available in both spots. I think. Mm. Um, but it depends how much you want to stack your team. This try contribution stat. It favours the halves, so maybe people are looking to run uh, all-gun halves. Oh, there you go, inside scoop. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> I think I so, mean, sometimes you've you got to try something different. different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got to try something different, don't you? You know, if we just keep doing the same thing year after year with, you know, gun second rowers, cheapies out the back, it, you know, and we're not winning, maybe, the, maybe it's time to try a different strategy. Well, that's where you've got to read the uh, old season reviews from those champions and see where they went different. Mm, and, right. uh, yeah, as I say, the old saying, got to risk it for the biscuit. Exactly, exactly. Uh, busts, Ryan James coming off a average last year of 74 minutes and 62 points. Already had a knee clash uh, during training, which kept him out of the All-Stars game and the major looks like the majority of the trial matches as well. Uh, should be back for round one. Probably going to start the season slowly. Shannon Boyd's arrived. Ryan James, no go this year. Yeah, I think so. He's playing out wide. He doesn't seem to score as well out wide as he does in the middle. And he's um, putting in the big work. So I won't be going anywhere near him. Nope. Uh, and then the last bust is Philip Sammy, and I think that you only need to say two words, and those two words are Tyrone Peachy. Tyrone Peachy, yes. Best thing that's ever happened is Tyrone Peachy leaving Josh Mansour's side. <laughs> <laughs> Mansour's looking like a bounce-back candidate, but poor Philip Sammy. Poor Philip Sammy. Um, yeah. So from... Myself from the Titans, I might have Jai Arrow uh, if I can fit him in, but I don't think I'll be looking at anyone else for my round one team. 
No, I've got Joe Arrow. I'm all over him with those, you know, 55-plus stats I was just talking about. Um, he's not left my preseason side, and uh, I don't think he will. So I've probably got Reese Martin in that position at the moment. Um, but, you know, with some doubts over Martin's spot in the team, goal-kicking, etc., Joy Arrow might be the safer selection of the two. Yeah, well, they're talking that uh, Reese Martin might not even be suiting up to start the year. And so that's just insane. Mm, agreed. Uh, yeah. All right, well, there you go. Knights, Warriors, Titans, done. Uh like we said, Wenin and JT will be back on the weekend. I believe they're recording a double header of podcasts, so they'll be previewing another six teams and also covering off on some of the news from the week two trials. Uh, and then we'll be back. Uh, someone will be back next week uh, to close out the rest of the teams, and then we'll probably fit one more in um, before the round one teams get announced. Uh, and then you'll have Wenin and JT probably on the regular. During the week, and people like myself and Dan filling in, um, you know, at various points throughout the year. But, mate, thank you very much for giving up your time to jump on tonight and talk about your beloved Knights and a couple of other teams. Always, mate. Always happy to talk about the Knights. <laughs> good stuff, mate. Touch base soon. Speak to you soon. Sounds good. Bye, guys. I'm at the nail salon. I'm at the grocery store. I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. 